Welcome to Smith Memorial Online. We are located in Collinsville, Virginia. We are glad you joined us today. If you head over to our webpage, you can find more ways to serve, more sermons like this, as well as opportunities to support this ministry through giving. We pray God's blessing on the hearing and the doing of God's Word. Amen. Friends, I'm going to invite you to stand with me as you are able in honor of hearing the gospel in our midst. These are the words of Jesus while he was with us. Beginning in chapter 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock. One shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me. Because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me. But I lay it down on my own accord. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Friends, these are the words of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Friends, I would ask that you would pray with me and for me. God, as we gather together on this day, it's so easy for us to forget our place in your order. We would like to find ourselves as being the good shepherd. Sometimes we'd even like to consider ourselves as being the hired hands and doing a better job than they did. But may we remember that in your story, we are always the sheep. God, I ask that you would place the cross before me that none would see me but you and your grace alone. For it is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Aren't we blessed by our children? They are wonderful, aren't they? 
they, they knew um, and they know way more about sheep and shepherding than I could admit that I knew at their age. You see, sadly, my intro, first introduction to shepherding did not come from the church playing the shepherd says. You see, mine came from the 1995 film called Babe. You know that film? The film of the cute little pig? This cute little pig that was won at a county fair by a, a farmer by the name of Arthur Hoggett. Arthur Hoggett wins this little tiny pig babe. He takes him home to his farm, and he has one thing in mind for this pig. This pig is to become a wonderful Christmas dinner. But we all know that's not how the story goes. This little pig babe narrowly escapes his fate of becoming a Christmas dinner. And as time progresses, this little pig comes underneath the tutelage of a border collie named Fly and her reluctant doggy husband named Rex, who teach this little pig babe the art of herding sheep. Now, in this movie... At least to myself as I'm a young child, when I watch this movie, all of the characters seem to be so intelligent. Farmer Hoggett was a brilliant farmer. The border collies, Fly and Rex, could certainly teach my dog Midas a few tricks. And to prove the statement true, pigs are indeed smarter than any other domesticated animal. But as intelligent as these characters were, there was one set of characters that always seemed to be helplessly dependent. The sheep. These sheep are a skittish clan of four-legged creatures, constantly fearing attack from outsiders, desperately hoping, desperately depending upon the careful watch of Farmer Hoggett for their safety. You see, this movie was my first experience with sheep and shepherding. Before this movie, I thought that sheep were simply creatures that you could go to and you could ask them for wool, and if you caught them on the right day, they would say, yes, I have three bags full. But friends, Jesus' culture, however would have been much more in tune with sheep and shepherds than ours. Unlike our culture and the agrarian culture of Jesus' time, the people would have resonated greatly with the imagery Jesus teaches us in John's Gospel concerning Himself. In this episode of John's Gospel, Jesus has just finished healing this blind beggar in chapter 9. And at the end of his healing of this blind beggar, we find a long exchange with the religious leaders and the crowd that gathered with him. The discussion that ensued was centered around discovering who is Jesus? Who is this man that heals the blind on the Sabbath? And at the conclusion of chapter 9, Jesus turns to discuss exactly who he is by speaking to this crowd in the imagery and the analogy of shepherding sheep. 
In the first case, verses 1 through 10, Jesus speaks about himself as being a gate. I am the gate, Jesus says. I am the gate that lets the sheep in, and I am the gate that lets the sheep out. Signifying how those who find who enter through him find safety and salvation. In the second analogy, the portion that we read from our gospel lesson today, we hear Jesus compare himself as a good shepherd who looks after the dependent sheep. After all, every sheep needs a good, dependable shepherd to look after it. And Jesus knows this. Jesus knew that the hired hands don't care about the sheep. When push comes to shove, the hired hands would do exactly what we would do. Here comes danger, death, harm seem imminent. So what do we do? We run away and we leave those poor sheep to fend for themselves. And we all know these poor sheep can't defend themselves. So being left to their own devices we know means destruction for the sheep. But luckily for the sheep, they have a good shepherd. A shepherd who is greatly invested into their well-being. So much so that this shepherd is willing to lay down his life for the sake of his sheep. Now this is the place that I want to jump off in our text today. Now many sermons that you hear might say something along the lines of go therefore and be like the good shepherd. Go take care of the little helpless sheep. Make sure the smallest of the sheep are taken care of. Go be like the good shepherd. Other sermons might go the other direction. Go be like the good shepherd by not being like the hired hands. But friends, I would rather us not go that way. You see, it's a natural move for our society to move into some sort of moral call to action. Go forth. Do this. Be like that. You all know what I'm talking about. It's what our society does. It calls us to be the best versions of ourselves. Go be like the good shepherd. Go be the best version of you for the sake of the world. Now let's be honest, you know our culture does this. We teach our children from the youngest age to go and make something of themselves. Be the best you you can be. We spend countless hours as a society reading self-help books. Searching for programs concerning self-development. Searching for the next latest phase that will set us up to get us ahead in the world. Go and be like the Good Shepherd. 
But let us remember, it was precisely this call of go and be like that got us and Adam into the trouble to begin with. Let us remember it was precisely desire, the desire to be like God that got Adam and us in trouble. So friends, my call to you today is not going to be a call to some sort of moral action. Because here is the good news of today's scripture passage. We are not the good shepherd. Heck, in most cases, we don't even make the cut of being hired hands. If we really want to identify ourselves in this analogy, perhaps we would do well to not confuse our role. We are, and we always have been, sheep in God's story. And we don't like that. We don't like it, but it's true. Oh, let me be the farmer, wise and in charge. You know anybody like that? Let me be in charge. Let me see how things should work. Let me organize it. Nope. Not your role. Can I at least be like the sheepdogs? Or if nothing else, can I be like the pig who works on behalf of the farmer? Nope. Not your role. Please don't make me be the sheep. They're so dependent. They rely so much on the shepherd for their protection. They can't ever seem to save themselves when danger arises. Are you getting it now? You're the sheep. You always have been. You always will. You see, when we find ourselves in the story, we change perspectives in our role. Our responsibility as sheep is not to do more. To do more is to believe in works righteousness. That's not us. You see, our role is to do as the sheep do. That and only that. We hear the call of the shepherd's voice. We trust that the shepherd always has the best interests for us. And we follow blindly, that is, through faith, where the shepherd leads us. You see, the problem with our churches today is not that we don't have people who desire to do good works. It's that we have too many farmers and not enough people willing to be sheep. Notice, 
The shepherd doesn't lay his life down for the other farmers in the area. The farmer lays his life down for those who cannot defend themselves. Those who are completely and utterly dependent. We don't like that word in our culture. We have given that word such a negative connotation to be dependent. We say something's wrong with us. If you're dependent, pick yourself up by the bootstraps. Get out there and do something. Work harder. Be better. But not in God's story. In God's story, God knows exactly who we are. We're not as good as we think we are. We can't do as much as we want to do. We are sheep. And that's why this is good news. Because it's only when we are sheep and we recognize that we are sheep can we possibly be thankful? Can we possibly be hopeful? Can we possibly be grateful that we have a good shepherd? So go forth from this place not as the good shepherd, but as sheep listening for his voice. Amen.